The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Welcome to A Guided Life Podcast, where we talk about all things spirit and life. I'm your host, Laura West. Through a mix of solo and interview episodes, I want to showcase all the different ways the spirit world helps guide our daily lives, whether it's through intuition, signs, mediumship, channeling, the mystical, or the paranormal, our altruistic spirit guides and other members of our loving soul team are always there, ready, able, and willing to guide us. My guests today are Fashion and Fajal. Fashion is an international peace therapist and best-selling author, and Fajal is her guardian angel. Hi, thanks so much for being here. Thank you for having us. We are excited to tell the world how much we know. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I can't wait to share it too. So first of all, just to give the listeners some context, I actually came across Fashion and Fajal hearing you on another podcast that I happen to also be a guest on after you. And I listened to the both of you and I was just like, I need them on my show. So here we are today. So without further ado, Fashion, if you wouldn't mind talking to us and telling us how has spirit guided your life? Well, there's a long story, but I'll do the short story, okay? (laughs) (laughs) So I was born with three holes in my heart, and I had open heart surgery when I was five years old. They went through my back to get to my heart, which was unusual, I did flatline. It was a 12-hour surgery. It was very long. The doctors, they closed two holes and left one open. But I had a complication and I flatlined. And all of a sudden, when the doctor said time of, I woke up. I think I startled a lot of people. (laughs) I could see during that time... There was this beautiful bright light that came to the end of my bed, and it was an angel. It was Fijal. He was dressed up in white, and he was glowing. I was floating. I could see the doctors and the nurses going in and out of the room very quickly. 
so Fijal put his hand out and he told me that he wanted to take me to a better place. I still remember walking down the hallway. There was an elevator at the very end of the hallway. And I turned around to see my little body on the table. I was just very sad. And Fijal, he really told me that I was going to be okay and that he was going to take me somewhere else that has no pain. So... Here I am in heaven in 1980. I went to different dimensions. Now, some of the dimensions were so unique that I didn't even know what they were called when I was younger. And the older you get, the more messages you will receive. And of course, the more you're open-minded. So I went to a place called the Valley of Angels. This place was astonishing. I don't usually read heaven books because I don't want to change my view of heaven and what I saw, but I do like to help and support other authors. So some authors do talk about this valley, but they haven't said what's on the other side. Well, I had the opportunity of seeing this valley. So here I am, this five-year-old child. I'm going over the valley, there are like hundreds and millions of these white tables full of angels on each table. And there's 12 angels at each table. One soul has 12 valley angels. And these angels are all to do with you. So there's eight core angels, and then there's the four observer angels. I was astonished because this valley was bright and colorful. Every time I was walking, the flowers were changing colors like a rainbow. It was just beautiful. There was a pond with little boats. It was so bright. The colors were amazing. And the air felt like if you wake up in the morning at a camp near the water, it just smelled so nice. And actually, heaven smells like carnations. So if you get a carnation, put your nose right in the carnation. That's what heaven smells like. So I went to this valley and here I am meeting all these angels, my angels. And they told me that we represent main things in your life. For instance, there's a self-empathy angel. There's a nutrition and health angel. There's a self perception angel. There's a body and mind angel. There's a spirit angel. There's a financial angel. And I was really surprised about him. And there is a balance angel and a self-discovery angel. Now, those are the eight core angels. And so when we sleep, they meet. So if you don't sleep, they don't meet. And they meet and they discuss you. And then the four observer angels, and these are angels that they kind of do a lot of the work and keep everybody on track. So one of them is the head of the table, which is the book of life angel. So you chose your book of life. And this angel keeps track of your karma, your learning objectives, your soul, family members, everything that you agreed before you came here. And so that angel is usually a female. Now, there's no female and males in heaven. 
they just use that terminology for us here on the earth to understand who and the appearance in our minds to recognize them. And then we have the timeline angel. Now, he was the funniest angel, I must say. Nobody listened to him. And he had this clear whiteboard. And he was talking about how there's a timeline. So you should be here. And this is where we hope for them to be. Nobody listened to him. But he was the funniest one. He was doing like peekaboo with me. He was just the nicest one. They were all nice. But he was the funniest one. And he knew that they didn't listen to him. he just kept carrying on. And then we have the other angel. And this angel is the runner part-time and part-time garden angel. He is the one, because it's usually a he, that goes to other tables and arranges and makes opportunities for you and gives messages to you. So if you met someone on the street or if you have a friend that you met through an event or something, this angel coordinates all your run-ins. Now, because he's part-time, he also has another job. He is your part-time garden angel. So sometimes your garden angel needs a rest and needs to step aside and doesn't specialize in certain areas, or it is also too emotional because they are a part of you. That's your intuition. So the part-time garden angel will take over. That's where you don't see too many coincidences and opportunities because They're there for you. So, for example, Fijil doesn't have a really good fashion taste. He'll dress me up in stripes and in polka dots, which is like really... So, Arlenta, she's my part-time garden angel and runner. She dresses me up beautiful and very professional and just knows how to create the package that she would like to present. And then we have the gardening angel, and that angel is always with you. And this angel protects you through the day and also at night. Now, because they all have a meeting at nighttime when we sleep, that's where sometimes we're not as protected as much because they are having a meeting. And so there's a lot of crime that happens, unfortunately, at nighttime is because we're not as protected. And what I mean by that, like you could be sleeping or you could be awake and there like be a noise that you will hear. So they're the ones that actually make the noise to help you realize you're in danger or something is happening. So these are the 12 angels. I had a nice opportunity to talk to them and I did meet other angels there. Interesting, though, some angels were not at the tables. This is where the movie the City of Angel comes into play. So if any of you watch the City of Angels, there is a scene in the movie. There's these angels, and they're all dressed up in black, and they do Tai Chi near the water. So these are angels that have left your table temporarily because you're not getting the messages. And so the messages that they have given you could be like numerology, messages from a TV show, talking to a friend, a stranger. And they just hit their head on the table. And they're like, I have no idea what I'm going to do with this pre-angel because they call us pre-angels. We're not called people. We're called pre-angels. And so 
these angels just leave your table and they just kind of need a little bit of reset and they just need to have some peace and hope that you'll get back on track. So they'll come back to your table when you're ready. But this is a little bit not dangerous, but it's concerning because when you don't have all the angels at your table, you have a tendency to not live in the moment and you might miss things you have an opening that you may get into a car accident or something serious might happen because you're not paying attention. It's all to do with balance. But your guardian angel is always there to protect you. He's talking to me right now at Fidgel saying that I need to explain something to everyone. So they give you messages. We have messages every day. But if you're driving and there's pylons on the left and they want you to go right and they're like, oh, yeah, she's going to turn right. We know she is. And then you decide to turn left. They can't do anything about it. So they really steer us in the right direction. But we have free will and we have to choose where we're going. And that's where that famous game chess is all about, right? It's like, where are you going? And you have to look at the next step. So your Valley Angels, they concentrate on what they believe your next step will be. So they really know who you are. So that's one of the dimensions I went to. Wow, that's amazing. So during that NDE or near-death experience, you received all of that information about all of the angels at that time and met everyone? Yes. And I also went to different dimensions. Wow. But this one was the most profound one. Like I went to the Book of Spirits, which again, in the movie Adjustment Bureau, there is a scene in the movie about a library. And the library, that's where we pick our book of life, is this library. And so I went there and I saw these beautiful children. They're around seven years old. And they're like on skyscraper kind of like shelves and they're climbing up there and they're looking at books and they're reading books and they're sharing all the information and so when you choose a book you go to a table and it's a round table and again there's more children at your table and you tell them your story from the book you chose And those spirits become your family members, your soul family members. And so they have agreed that when you're down here and they are down here in the learning world, because they call this place the learning world, your soul family members will always be in your life. Like in the next life, they're always will be in your life. And they have made a pack that they will support you no matter what. There'll be different characters and they know your story better than you do because they listened. A lot of people ask me, well, how do you know who's a soul family member? Well, if you met someone and you could just talk to them for the longest time and you feel this connection right away and you start talking deep conversations and you say to yourself, I feel like I know this person for like ever, that's a soul family member. Got it. So was that the order of events, the Valley of Angels and then this library? No, I went to other dimensions. I also went to a place. It was the Book of Spirits. And this is where reincarnation is. So I think out of all the dimensions I went to, it was kind of the oddest place because 
there was all these long tables and they were all like antique tables. Like they had beautiful carvings on the edges of the tables and they had all these books and the books represent your life, your path. So if you have been here like 10 times, you would have 10 books on your table. And so I actually went to my table and my table was so long that I didn't even see it disappeared in the clouds each table has one book and that's your current life. So I was able to open up my current life book and read it, but I was five years old. So I didn't really have a good <laughs> reading ability, but anybody that goes to heaven, if you're a guest, if you are a child, you are always a seven years and up. So that's the policy that they have, a policy in heaven. What do you know? Eh? <laughs> I like it. It's very official. What do you mean by a guest? So I was a guest in that dimension. I was known as a guest, but what we are to them is that is our home. So the library that had the children, they were guests. Okay, so they were guests and we're not. But the children believe that we are guests because we've come back to visit. Now, if you had a near-death experience, it means that you kind of forgot that there's another home and they're reminding you to get all your learning objectives done because you chose them and remembered that home is somewhere else. It's not in the learning world. I did go to an office setting. That was another weird place. And there was a cabinet and they pulled out a list. It was a scroll. And I was one of the top souls that forgot to come back to heaven. So I was on that list. And that list had all the billions of souls that uh, are still on earth. So that was very interesting. So interesting. So was Fajal the one taking you through these different dimensions? Yes, Fijal was taking me to different dimensions, not even a blink of an eye. I would just turn and everything would just change. He guided me and he's kind of the funny angel, like he doesn't take things very seriously. I very much enjoyed his company. And then when I woke up, I could hear his voice. And that was very scary for a five-year-old. Also, when I woke up, I could see like rainbows all over people's heads and I didn't know what the heck that was. So here I am recovering from this major heart surgery and then I see colors around people and I hear a voice. And so it was very scary because I kept telling Fidjo to go away because I did not know why this voice was coming through. I didn't really want to say too much because I was in the hospital for a very long time, probably a half a year living in a hospital. And then from birth to five, I was back and forth. So I missed a lot of schooling. And so that was a little difficult. It was just like I was back and forth. I never know where I was going. And the truth is, I didn't even know I was sick. My mother never told me that I was sick. So she's still here. She's this little a tough Italian lady who did not believe that children should hear any negative talk. So when I would go to the doctor, they would check me out. And then she would send me in the hallway and she said, you sit there. So she was very good at that. And to this day, I think that's really important because children don't need to know 
what's wrong with them. They can heal themselves. So when you woke up from that surgery and you came to and you're back in your physical body and you said you would still hear Fajal, but it would scare you, did you not remember the experience that you had and seeing him there and hearing his voice? Like, did you not realize it was him or you did and it just freaked you out that you were still hearing him? So I remember seeing the visions. I don't remember hearing his voice as much. I was very doped up. I remember getting a lot of needles to go to sleep because you had to rest. And so I didn't really know who he was and what he was. And angels are very respectful. Like if you tell them to go away, they will go away. Just like spirits and ghosts, you're the boss. So they will just follow your instructions. So he did talk to me, but he was really respectful and he didn't say too much. I really was astonished. So there was an an anesthesiologist that came. I remember that. And I told my mother and the doctor that I could see all these colors around people's body and head. And my mother didn't understand what they were. So the anesthesiologist said that I probably had an allergy and that the colors would just go away. (laughs) But everybody had a different color. So everybody would come in the room and they had a different color. And I was like, I don't know what all these colors mean, but they've got to mean something. But it was kind of like a little game for me. It was kind of fun. Like somebody would come in with purple and pink. So I was like, you know what? I'm all doped up. I'm very tired. I'm having a heart surgery. I didn't really focus too much on it, but some of them didn't have an aura. So that was like, oh, God, what does that mean now? That is interesting. What does that mean? So in my second book, Direct Every Angel to Heaven, this tells you a lot about the dimensions, and it also tells you about the aura. Now, if I don't see an aura, that means I know you're a spirit or you're a messenger. That's how I know. So when I see someone with no aura, I see them a lot with homeless people. So homeless people are messengers. They stand there to see if you're consciously living and leading with the heart. And some people just pass by them. And all they want you to do is just say hello to acknowledge them that you are open-minded. Sure, sure. So you still see auras then to this day? I do, but there was a time in my life that I didn't. And so you have to read the book to find out. (laughs) (laughs) It was a journey. And then... I also found out what the colors mean. Ah. So each color tells me a story. Got it. And so a lot of people, they say to me, oh, well, you can read my mind. No, I cannot (laughs) read your mind. I just can see colors. For example, if I see like a light orange, that means that you're an indecisive person. So there's decisions that you need to make and you go up to the top, but then you decide like, I can't do it. So you kind of trouble down. And then I would talk to you and find out what's holding you back from making that decision. If you have a dark orange, I kind of like dark orange. That means you're assertive and you're a go-getter and you want to get things done and you make decisions and you fulfill them. But there's lots of colors and not just the colors, it's where the colors are on top of the other colors. And so I also have a double aura gift, which I see past live colors. Oh, got That's it. another thing. When I woke up, I could see. So the current life is here. And then the back is your past 
And so I can see if the past life colors have bleeded into the current life and see if you have not fulfilled your lessons. Sure. Now, do you see it with your eyes or is it like a mind's eye thing? Well, I tell people I see it because to explain it, people will just get lost in the understanding. So I feel your energy and I can see the colors afterwards. Got it. And it's very rewarding the work that I do that I can relate to people on a deeper level because everyone is going through the why. Why am I here? a certain point in their life. And we do have a lot of obstacles. The harder your life is, it just means that in a past life, you didn't listen or you didn't follow through with a lesson. So they're giving you like a double dose. Like a second chance to make up for the last one too. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Oh man, that sounds like it could be brutal, but maybe the reward is great. (laughs) (laughs) It is. The stories that I have honored to listen to and to help guide, it's just been an amazing journey. Oh, I bet. Yeah, absolutely. So were there any other dimensions that you got to visit? I went to a couple other dimensions. I went to this other dimension that I don't really talk about, but... It's where I met my grandmother, and I never met my grandmother. I didn't know what my grandmother looked like. She was very surprised that I was there. And my grandmother is a very tough lady. So when you go to heaven, your characteristic and your personality comes with you. I heard that, yeah. And so she was a very tough lady, and she told me that I had to go back. And my father lost his mother when she was giving birth to his brother. So he had a lot of trauma and I was named after her, Maria. So, but my pen name is Fashion and then there's Fijo. And so I went to other dimensions. I went to this one dimension that they were playing cards. That was very interesting. So if you have loved ones that play cards, there's a dimension that they play cards and they have fun. They have lots of fun. And so I also came back here in this dimension. Your loved ones can come back and see you. And sometimes if there's a noise, they're actually trying to get your attention. It's kind of a little bit scary because like you can be having an argument with someone and they'll be right there and you don't even know they're there. But they can come to see you. So when I flatlined, Fijal brought me to see my mother who was standing at the phones at the Sick Children's Hospital in Toronto. And what I could see was she had all these angels around her and they were hugging her, but you can't see it with your earth eyes. And she had a mental breakdown because I was in surgery for a very long time and I had a 50-50 chance of surviving. And so she had a breakdown. And how I remember was not just the breakdown, but she was beside three phones. In 1980, they had pay phones. And so when I woke up, I gave her a hug. And I told her that I do remember her crying near the pay phones. And she was like, how do you know that? So I did go to visit other dimensions and they're going to be described in my upcoming books. It's a journey and I'm remembering more. I channel write. Fidgel helps me with writing. And it's just mind blowing 
that this is not our home and there's so much more that we don't know about. I'm honored to educate the world about my stories and what I know. And I really want to educate the world with the Valley of Angels because I have the feeling when I see people that they feel very alone and they're not alone. You can talk to these angels and there's other angels like there's archangels, there's the interference angel. There's just so many angels, those fairies. These angels, though, are very important because when you sleep, they meet. And a lot of people are not sleeping. It's actually causing health problems, but it's also causing your angels not to communicate as well. Because if you're not sleeping, they're not meeting. So think about it in a workplace. If you don't meet, how are you getting the messages? Right. So is it because they have to keep their eye on you (laughs) that they can't meet? Well, when we sleep, it's a reset for us. So whatever you don't get or you're doing in this the learning world, you actually astral travel and you go other places that the soul can get what it needs. So you should sleep. And of course, it also resets your body and it helps with all the functions of your body. But it also gives them an opportunity to meet because during the day, they're watching you. If people would know how much the angels are moving for you to actually get to work, for you to keep your eyes on the road. So the music that you listen to on the radio, the things that you do during the day, they're there. You just don't see them, but they are there and they're watching you and they're trying to keep you alive. That's what they're trying to do. (laughs) So you can continue learning what your soul needs to learn here in this place of learning. So how would you advise somebody who without having an NDE, (laughs) get to meet their own guardian angels or their own angels or communicate or form a relationship with them? Well, there's a form of muscle testing that you can do. You can use a pendulum and that's that little that goes back and forth. You have to tell your guardian angel that you're ready to speak and listen to that guardian angel. And so you can use a pendulum. A lot of people use muscle testing. There's like a muscle testing way of doing it or standing up and asking a question and then leaning back or leaning forward. You have to always get a yes or no to see which one is for you. The other thing I always say is you just got to talk to them. You just talk to your valley of angels. If you're having money problems, talk to your financial angel because the financial angel is not just to do with money. It's to do with time management. It's to do with volunteering. It's to do with opportunities. So with your garden angel, all you have to do is talk to them. Now, there are two voices that you hear, okay? Psychiatrists will tell you, And they'll ask you, do you hear two voices? Always say no, because you don't want to get into the nut house. Okay. I've learned that the hard way. (laughs) Oh, no. But anyways, there's two voices. There's the ego. Okay. And that's the loud voice that chatters and gives you like a whole bunch of stories and has to convince you. And then there's the garden angel. And that is your intuition. Sometimes you'll feel like someone moving your hair. You'll feel a little bit of wind. Sometimes you'll get a gut feeling. That is your garden angel poking you. Okay. So you got to differentiate between the two voices. Now, in this book, Sleep... It talks to you about sleeping, but 
when we sleep, we actually leap to different dimensions. And this tells you how to differentiate between your guardian angel and the other voice. And there's a chart. The chart tells you how to differentiate. So your guardian angel is going to not give you a huge explanation because they want you to trust them. So they'll say, no, yes, left, right. They'll say it in a nice, soft voice. They are pleasant. Your guardian angel is always like that. But your ego will try convincing you of a whole bunch of stuff. So the best thing to do is talk to your guardian angel and say, hey, listen, I'm ready. But you have to be ready when they send you a message that you say to them, I found the dime. I know what you're saying because dimes are messages. And so the best thing to do is also listen to them. For example, I always tell people this. If you go in a grocery store and you buy a whole bunch of groceries, before you go to the checkout, you can grab an item and you can do this. You can say it out loud. Do I need this item? And if you hear a no, that means you put it back. But if you hear, oh, yeah, you need that. We're going to have that tomorrow night and it's going to be great. That's the ego. Okay. So if you want to connect with your guardian angel, you got to listen to your guardian angel. Yeah, you probably want the item, but you never know. Maybe someone's going to give you the item. Maybe you're going to get it cheaper somewhere, stuff like that. So I always say start small. So if you go to the grocery store and you talk to yourself, don't worry, I do that all the time. (laughs) (laughs) I call it consulting an expert. (laughs) That's right. Yeah, That's how you would connect with your guardian angel. The other thing is my books always talk about Fijal and how he talks to me and and how you can connect. I get a lot of messages asking me, I want to know the name of my guardian angel. Well, nobody can tell you the name. You can go see a psychic. You can go see anybody. They can't tell you your guardian angel's name because you know it. Subconsciously, you know it. So it's usually a name that's spelled very strangely. Like it could be Anthony, but spelled really differently. Like Fijal. When I was growing up in school, I kept fidgeting. The teacher kept saying, stop fidgeting. And I said, Fijal. And then she goes, it's called fidgeting. And I'm like, no, it's Fijal. And I never knew why I kept saying this name. And then it came to me that it was a name of my guardian angel. Got it. Okay. So I love that the simplicity of how our guardian angels speak to us versus our ego without the justifying and the rationalizing. It's just very yes, no, that's it. That's all you need to know. That's it. That's it. Yeah. The chart is really good and it explains in detail how to listen. Because people tell me all the time, well, I don't think my guardian angel is listening. Well, are you listening? (laughs) That's the question. Are you listening? We all have a guardian angel. If you are logical, you're not into spiritual stuff or anything like that, you have a guardian angel. Because how do you know certain things? That's your guardian angel telling you subconsciously. That's what they're telling you. So we all have it. And if you have intuition, which we all do, that's your guardian angel. Love it. I see so many parallels to spirit guides. Do you have any insight about spirit guides from Fajal or your experience? Well, Fajal says that spirit guides are part of your team. A lot of people say spirit guides are the same as guardian angels. I believe that as well. We have so many fairies and angels that watch over us that we could just call on to them. 
and they're there. And, and a lot of people will ask me, so-and-so passed away and I wasn't there and they passed away alone. You're never alone. Your garden angels are always there. So if you have a loved one who you missed not seeing them or they were left alone, they were not alone. Their 12 valley angels were there to send them to the right place and they were not alone. They were actually in peace. That's wonderful. Yeah. So would you like to share the titles of your books and where people can get them? Sure. So my first book is called Crisis of Spirit. At five years old, I had a crisis of spirit because I did tell some individuals what I saw in 1980 that didn't go very well. So this tells you my journey and this tells you who I met because I met some very powerful spirits that used to live and were born on earth. So this tells you how to achieve balance and it gives you examples. Now the spirits that I met, I didn't understand anything they were saying. So there's a lot of diagrams that they drew for me as a five-year-old so I could remember the diagrams. And then later on, I could figure out what they meant. And then the second book, it's called Direct Every Angel to Heaven. It actually is an acronym of death. And it tells you the afterlife, and it tells you all the dimensions, and it tells you about the Valley of Angels, and it tells you about children, and it talks about the in-between world. And that's where we go when we actually pass on. We go into the in-between world, and that world is very powerful, and it explains a lot. I believe if people understood the in-between world, they would really understand why spirits and ghosts are here. It's a really nice book. And then I have the third one and it's sleep. I did that on purpose. It's spirits, lives, ego, angels, and paranormal. And a lot of people say to me, well, I'm not into the paranormal. Well, if you sleep, you're in the paranormal (laughs) because sleep is a paranormal event. Well, and think about what the word means too, right? Yeah. And so this gives you the information about how to protect your energy and all the things that you wouldn't think of about crystals and messages. And it talks also about how to listen to the garden angel, not the ego. So it has charts in that. It's a very simple book so people can use it every day. Nice. So sleep as an S-L-E-A-P. Yes. Yeah. And where can they find these books? You can find them on Amazon worldwide. There's also an ebook. You can download the ebook. They are pretty simple read, but very deep. This is what I've been told by a lot of readers. Sounds fantastic. So when I introduced you, I introduced you as a peace therapist. Can you explain what that title means and how you received it? Yeah, so I'm a peace therapist. I actually went to school and got my honors in peace and conflict studies from Sioux College in Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario, Canada. We learned all about negative peace. We learned about peace. And I did a major in high conflict people. And then I introduced peace, peaceful people. These are people that are very peaceful, but they don't do anything. And then I did a minor, of course, philosophy, right? You got to do a philosophy minor. What a peace therapist is, is I am an alternative therapist to counseling. Because counseling in Canada is a reserved word. You have to have a certain certification for it. So I'm a peace 
therapist. So you would come to me and I would talk to you about what's going on in your life. And I would see the auras and I would help you with my education and the the colors that I see and also talking to Fijal. And so that's how I became a peace therapist. I always say I'm a peace therapist with a guardian angel, but we all have a guardian angel. So that's how I got the name. (laughs) Oh, that's fantastic. So is there a website or a way for people to book those with you? Yes. I can see clients worldwide using the video chat. So you can go on Fijal, F-I-D-G-A-L.com. There's a list of services and you can uh, contact me with info at Fijal.com. There's also on the website, you can fill in the little form. I will get the information. So yeah, you can book an aura session and I call it actually a peace therapy session. I will be sure to include that website in the show notes so it'll be easy for the listener to find. Well, thank you. Of course. Yes. So is there any other topic that you wanted to discuss today that we haven't covered yet? Well, I have an upcoming book coming out. It's called You're the Boss. Nice. It is about emotional numbness. It's about you're the boss of your life. And would God hire you or fire you in this universe? (laughs) Oh, my. (laughs) (laughs) It has a lot about codependency. It talks about depression. It talks about past lives. And it also goes kind of deep into, you are the boss. What are you doing? Are you passing? Are you getting a raise? So it talks a little bit about like a setting of an office because you're the boss. And then it explains about you in your personal life. For example, when you go into a workplace, there's no emotions. People don't they're very not impressed when you cry and stuff like that. So are we portraying that you should avoid your emotions? And perhaps when you avoid your emotions in the workplace, you're bringing that home. And so that develops into avoidance. When you avoid something, you actually attach to it because you always say to yourself, well, I'm going to avoid it, but it keeps coming up. So you're attaching to your avoidance. The book is very interesting because I write it and Fijal writes it. So we do what's called channel writing. I have received so many emails and people on the street asking me for the next book. And so we made a pack that we will be releasing two books a year now because we feel that the world needs the information Also, in the new year, the Valley of Angels website will be up and there will be more social media to do with how to connect with your garden angels and the other Valley of Angels. It's going to be really big because it's going to help a lot of people understand where they are at and that they have allies and they have spirits and angels listening to them. Fantastic. It's going to be big. That's in the new year of 2024. Woohoo. All right. Yeah. Not too far away. So how exciting. Yes. Yeah. It's Wonderful. pretty big. I'm excited to educate the world of these angels because they are important. And if you have them on your side, you'll never be scared of anything. 
I bet the angels are excited. They are. Arlenta, she's the runner. She's really strict with me. She goes, okay, get out of bed. We got to do some stuff. <laughs> no work to do. Chop, chop. Yep. So to help wrap up this fantastic discussion, I was wondering, Fashion, if you and Fajel had a message to share with the listener. So a timeless message for the time that they hear this episode. Yeah, so we have a quote that we use, and it's called lead with the heart and follow with the logic. Our hearts are slightly to the left. So you should lead with the heart 55% and follow with the logic 45%. Always lead with the heart and you will be rewarded later on and you'll never be ripped off because the universe always pays you more than you give up. Well, that's wonderful advice. So thank you so much to you, Fashion. Thank you, Fajal, for the amazing time that we've had here. Really appreciate you both. So thank you so much. We are honored to be here. And thank you very much. And thanks for the listeners. And I really appreciate your energy and what you're doing. It's wonderful. We have to have more people like us in the world. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. And that was another episode of a Guided Life podcast. To connect with me via my socials or for links to my book titled Guided or my card deck called From Your Spirit Guides, please visit my Linktree site at l-i-n-k-t-r dot e-e forward slash guided west. Thanks so much for tuning in. And until next time, love and light always. Since 1977, Omega Institute in New York's beautiful Hudson Valley has hosted some of the best spiritual teachers and social visionaries, sharing their messages of hope, healing, and transformation. On the Dropping In podcast, hosted by Emmy Award-winning producer Callie Alpert, you will enjoy in-depth interviews and conversations with people like Pema Chodron, Jack Kornfield, John Kabat-Zinn, and many others on the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Also, check out the video series on Spotify. Spotify.